All right. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Good morning, everybody. Um, very excited to have with me Michael Rosbuck of Michael, uh, sorry, BrazStrategies.com, the founder. And this will be episode number 30 in our continuing series of hashtag BKOT. So everybody, I want to get started. And Michael, thank you so much for taking time out this morning. I know you're on the West Coast and uh, let's talk more. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, real excited to be uh, chatting with you this morning or this, yeah, it's still the morning, even on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I confused everybody, my fault. That's okay, that's okay. Yeah, so um, I, I started in this business uh, just when the industry actually came into being. I consider myself one of the pioneers in the business and I didn't get started until I was 42 years old. I came out of the corporate world. I worked in the corporate world for 18 years. Um, you know, worked my way up from junior accountant all the way up to VP finance uh, and some consumer product companies here on the West Coast. And um, I, I, I found myself to be unemployable at a certain, at, at a certain point. Uh, there was no way I was ever gonna work for anybody ever again. Uh, because I'm the kind of guy who's kind of outspoken. And if I see a, a better way to do something, I will let management know. And I wasn't good at the political game. You know, you needed to let your manager know and let him take credit for it. You know, that, that just wasn't, that wasn't me. So uh, I decided to, to leave the corporate world and hang out a shingle in 1998, uh, strictly doing tax resolution. Now, I didn't have any clients. I didn't have a book of business. I didn't have any IRS experience. My tax experience consisted of doing at the time some manually 10, uh, manual 1040s for family and friends. Uh, but I saw a really big need for this because back in 97, I was a, uh, I still am a little bit, a C-SPAN nerd. And I was watching the Senate televised hearings on TV and uh, the average American got up in front of the TV cameras and were talking about how the IRS ruined their lives padlock their businesses, uh, people dying of heart attacks out of the stress. Why? These weren't bad people. Okay. These were people that these were good Americans, taxpaying Americans that uh, for whatever reason, a negative life altering event took place in their life, which forced the filing and the paying of taxes to the back burner, death or serious illness of a spouse, a child, a nephew, a nasty divorce, a nasty custody battle, loss of a major customer. If you were a small business and you were, you know, your accounts receivable were concentrated in one area and that company went belly up, all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're going down the drain. So I decided to uh, help people with those problems. I'm a street kid from Brooklyn. You know, I love the David versus Goliath fight. I never backed down from a fight. I got my ass kicked more times than I can tell you, but I never backed away. Um, and, uh, I, I, and I didn't know anything about marketing. Okay. I was an accountant. Uh, but I knew that being in the corporate world, working at all these consumer product companies, I realized that marketing was the, the oxygen of the business. It drove the top line, drove the bottom line. So I went outside the industry because in the accounting and tax space, there really weren't any marketing programs. And I studied from some of the best direct response, uh, marketing gurus, uh, in our time, you know, uh, Dan Kennedy, Paul Hartunian, uh, Gary Halbert, um, uh, Bill Glazer, all of those folks. And I realized that I can port over 
what they were teaching and bring it to the tax space. And uh, that's how I started. Wow. You were literally born an entrepreneur and it just took you yeah. some time to realize uh, yes. the potential that you had and, and now share it with everybody in, in regards to this. Uh, that, that's an awesome story. And, and so in doing this now and working with the, uh, the, uh, our audience per se, the accounting community, um, you know, so you're a CPA or an EA, right? You have that designation and, 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 and tax, it's just compliance, right? Yeah. And so this is a great avenue to move over to an advisory service. I noticed speaking with thousands of clients over the last several years, uh, and specifically since the uh, ongoing pandemic started, that this is a model that they want to move into. And then they, they just don't know where to start. So can you talk about um, you know, where to start and, and kind of uh, elaborate on, on, on how to get this uh, off the ground? Right. So m most of the audience listening uh, that are in the accounting or tax space probably have already been exposed to tax resolution one way or another. They may not realize it because they, they probably had clients in the past that owed money to the IRS and they told the client, look, I'll just call the IRS and set up a payment plan. And they don't think of the value that they're providing by doing that. A lot of folks who don't know what the value proposition in tax resolution is either did it for free or charged them an hourly rate. And most accountants think the work is miserable. And the reason is, is they don't have a system to charge appropriately. They don't know how to talk to the client. They don't know how to get across that value proposition to the client. It's a totally different animal than a compliance client. And um, one of the things I stress is if you're gonna be serious about this, this practice is to form a separate entity, a separate 1120S or an LLC to house the tax resolution business because it is a totally different animal than a traditional accounting or tax uh, practice. But one of the best ways to start your, your audience right now, this audience has, is sitting on top of gold, right in your own database. All you need to do is send, I call it a stealth referral letter. To the recipient, it looks like an announcement, but to you, the practitioner, it's a stealth referral letter. And basically what it says is, is that you have now expanded your practice to include IRS representation services in the following areas, and you personalize the letter and you even segment the zip code. So you, it's really that you're doing this for, let's say, uh, uh, Los Angeles County residents or Santa Barbara County residents. And that, that letter, that one letter, will get the phone ringing. That's where to start. Great idea, yeah. And, and in order to better serve clients too, um, I've spoken about uh, on my series, you know, it's different touch points, right? And some clients don't know where to start and that's a great way, right? Offering a new service for this because yeah, you're right. I mean, it, these stories that we hear and, and, and what it does to uh, small businesses specifically is devastating. They don't know what to do. Well, you know, you can help them out in developing this, right? And so, now uh, about the, 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 the pricing models that I've seen clients yet, they're charging um, on an hourly basis to their clients, but you know, moving over to the service or value base, I think is key 
And so, um, and so let's say someone is charging on an hourly basis and they want to offer this service. Should they continue like that or should they just put that in a, in a specific bundle or how would they go about now marketing it now that they're getting business? Yeah, so they should put it in a bundle uh, per se and I'll, I'll go into that in one second. So Chris, in 16 years when I had my practice, I never sent out one invoice ever. Everything was done on a flat fee, fixed fee basis. Smart. And I also, one of the keys to this business, and here's one of the big differences is you need to secure a credit card authorization form or an ACH form for the monthly recurring payments in a tax resolution case. So the way my pricing model works, let's say the case is $5,000, which is the average tax resolution client's uh, fee. I would collect 30% as a deposit, which is $1,500 to start. And then I would carry the client interest-free uh, with six to eight monthly payments because most tax resolution cases take at least eight to 12 to 18 months to resolve. So I'm paid 100% before the case settles. I have deferred revenue on my books versus accounts wow. receivable. I have money in the bank for services yet to be performed with this model. Um, and I, I, I didn't consider it a sale, Chris. Um, look, when I was in the business and to this day in this business, I told people I was a marketing and sales organization that provided uh, exemplary professional services in the tax resolution field. So I viewed my entire business, I, used, I viewed marketing as the overarching umbrella to everything I did. So uh, once you make that mindset shift, and it's hard for accountants, it's really hard for accountants because accountants are great technicians and they have a hard time with that mindset shift. But marketing isn't the, you know, the one thing you need to really embrace. It's the only thing that's really going to drive your, your net, your bottom line. Now, I'm assuming the audience is already top shelf with regard to technical skills. I'm not taking anything away from the technical, but the technical is secondary to the marketing. I don't know if I got off tangent there, uh, but that's-, that's No, no, no. No, it, it's important to understand, you know, kind of where to start, where to start this. And, 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 and so now you let your clients know that you offer this service and, you know, we're starting on the hourly model, make it into a, a bundle model. And then, you know, you got to find ways to also, you know, have the compliance work taken care of. And then, so the owners or the partners, directors can be in front of the clients and keep driving that and keep marketing out to them to get more of this business. So now, um, we're in the part to where the clients also are realizing that they can uh, have clients nationwide, right? So doing tax resolution, do you have to just do it in your city or state or can you offer it um, across the, uh, the, the country as well? That's a great question. Uh, yes, you can because the IRS is a federal agency. And as long as you're in good standing with your uh, state's uh, certified public accountancy licensing agency or uh, your state bar, because a lot of attorneys do this work, or you have a valid uh, enrollment card from the IRS as an enrolled agent, you can represent clients over state lines in all 50 states. So you can really nice. exponentially uh, grow your practice out. And by the way, 
tax resolution lends itself to the remote virtual model. People don't <laughs> want to. People don't want to come into the office. I mean, 99% of my business was conducted over the phone. Most people don't want to come into the office. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely the environment that we're in is set up for this to be successful, not just for you know specific clients in a certain area, but for all their clients. Yes. And now, so it, when you're doing this and working with the client, you said it takes several months for this you know, to kind of come to fruition. Um, I'm sure... People are thinking this is going to consume a lot of my time, right? So from start to finish, um, I mean, can you estimate or give an idea and working with it? You said an average case was you know, $5,000. Um, is this going to, with time is of the essence, especially during season, uh, can you outline kind of the, the time that it would take for the CPA owner uh, to uh, work with the client themselves? Sure. So there's three phases to every collection case. And by the way, 90% of your tax resolution clients are going to be collection cases. In other words, money that's owed that they can't pay. The other 10% are audit representation. So each collection case is broken into three phases. The first phase is transcript investigation and discovery. The second phase is compliance because 50% of your collection cases, the clients are going to be considered non-filers. They're going to have an average of four to seven years of unfiled returns. And then the third phase is permanent resolution. So when you break it down that way, and we have a a fee schedule for each of the phases, each of the activities, a case like that, Chris, if someone owes, let's say, $65,000 to the IRS and has four years of unfiled returns, and let's say he's being levied, uh, his paycheck is being levied by his employer, that's a $9,000 case, not a $5,000 case. And what I'm talking about is the rule, not the exception. These are your bread and butter tax resolution cases. So that case is going to, it's going to remain in your inventory. In other words, it's going to be in your office for probably 12 to 18 months if you're doing an offer and compromise. However, man hour labor. Say I have a cost accounting background. So I costed out all of these activities and came up with my fee schedule. So uh, that inexperienced, it's going to take you 20 hours to resolve that case. You'll have it in your inventory for 15 to 18 months, but at 20 hours at nine grand, what is that? I think it's close to uh, 450, $460 effective hourly rate. And once you have, once you have some experience and you get some of the case management software that's available, you should be able to shave five hours off of every case. Now you're talking about your hourly effective rate north of $600. So there's a fortune in this business. It For really, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I may have you train me now. <laughs> be a good sidekick. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, that's great. You know, it, it, the t- 12 to 18 months at the same time, an hour a month essentially uh, and working with the client. I mean, that's, yeah. that's easily done. Yeah, it's as long as it's like doing one tax return a month, essentially. Right. And um, okay, so now is there um, is there a certain amount of uh, cases that um, a CPA firms and can take on, or I mean, can they can they really uh, speaking with clients? They're trying to think of different ways, you know, sure. to 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 leverage their services. I mean, can right. they? take on like 100, 200 cases? I mean, how does that work? But they can only take on a certain amount um, if they're seeing this as maybe a like a full-time position. Yep. And 
Well, 80% of the work, Chris, can be done by non-licensed persons. Hmm. So uh, the license or the CPA or the EA license is used right. for to negotiate and speak with the IRS. But all the okay. grunt work, all the client contact and all, uh, by the way, a collection case, the meat potatoes of a collection case is a 433A or a 433A OIC, which is the, I call it the six page snapshot of the client's current financial position. Okay. You know, they look at assets, liabilities, income and expenses that could be done. That could be put together by a, a paraprofessional, a, uh, a, an admin, a legal secretary. It does not need a license to do that. So 70 to 80% of the work is not even done by the, by the CPA or the EA. Uh, and uh, someone who is just starting out can handle a, easily two to three to four cases a month without it really affecting their practice. You know, that's mm. an extra 15, 20 grand a month at 5,000 in additional revenues. Now, when I had my firm, we had uh, 16 licensed professionals that were supported by 40 uh, support staff. And the case managers, the, the CPAs, the EAs, and lawyers had caseloads of about 100 to 125 clients at any given time. So if you set this up with a system and a process, you can, you, you, you can really, because the money in the resolution business is not only in the follow-up, but it's in the efficiency on how efficient you are at resolving the cases. Wow. Yeah. So you could really scale this for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then, um, yeah, th this is a, a, a great opportunity to, to tie in, you know, what we do with, the, with offshore staffing. I mean, we, we, we assist with the tax resolution for sure, but that can all be kept onshore. And then the compliance work, right, can all be done offshore. And then this is how they can really scale and grow um, quickly, right? And so those are some of the solutions that we offer in regards to that, specifically with taxes too. I mean, our number one business is tax. Tax, bookkeeping is 1A, audit is 1B. Right. And so having the opportunity to focus this onshore, worry about the compliance offshore, and they're all the, everything keeps rolling and they're able to scale and grow and bring all this together. One, um, one I, of the things that you bring to the table, uh, especially with regard to bookkeeping, because yeah. a lot of these clients, especially the small business, the schedule C's or even the corps that are, you know, two million and under in revenue, their books are a mess. I mean, totally a mess. A and work, yeah. what, what we did is we didn't do any in-house bookkeeping. And you know, I'm talking years ago. We outsourced that. Now, integrity wasn't a solution then or offshore wasn't a big deal then. We outsourced it to bookkeepers in the, the client's local area to get the books done. And then they would come back and we would prepare the return. But if yep. a practitioner can send it, to one, one, one place like Integrity, and you guys are set up for that, uh, I think it's a great solution that you would provide to tax resolution professionals with regard yeah. to the bookkeeping aspect. Yeah, yeah, it definitely goes hand in hand. Now, um, so let's talk about some of the things that you do, right? So some of the programs that you offer, um, is there like a, uh, like a monthly membership or do you have like, uh, are you hands-on or do you have programs where you kind of self-study? Can you talk about what you do for clients? Right. So what we, and we have a lot of free resources for your audience as well. Oh, awesome. if you go to, yeah. If you go to Roz, R-O-Z strategies.com, there's some free resources there. 
And also on the, my YouTube channel, we have like a hundred short training videos and that's oh. Michael Rosbrook's tax and business solutions Academy on YouTube. But what we do is, is we offer a, a handheld solution. Okay. Uh, we, we have a physical product, which we call, and that's our signature product, which we call the tax resolution domination system and toolkit. And that comes attached to a monthly membership. Um, and there's a couple of different levels in the membership. So we, we like to think of that the physical product, the stuff that comes in a box is all the how-to mm -hmm. and the membership is the bridge to the implementation piece. Perfect. So we provide unlimited technical support, case support, marketing support. And then we have a couple of levels, people who want to work with me a little more closely. We have two other mastermind levels um, of a founders group and a platinum, which we actually meet in person. It's a small group. So there's different ways people can work with us. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so starting with your resources that you have out there, getting the gist of it, seeing what, what's offered, then they could decide, you know, how much do they want to go into this? Exactly. Right? They would want to get get this get their feet wet and, and try it out, or they're just right. want to do this all in 100, percent and you'll be by their side essentially. That's great. No, that's awesome. Um, wow, this is. I mean, I've had different um, coaches, mentors, advisors come on to this series, but this has been really interesting. I got to say, just because oh, okay. of the the value one that it offers in saving small businesses, and two, the revenue and the, the services, and it's not really a big time commitment either. Um, wow. It's so, work though. Uh, it does take work. And I think, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, there's only in the country, if you think about it, because I've done some research on it, there's a, only about 4,500 firms and practitioners that offer this as a separate lucrative uh, service offering. Wow. So th there's way more uh, demand than there is supply. And the reason, Chris, that mo uh, more accountants and EAs don't get into it is they're afraid of the work. Yeah. They're afraid they're afraid of messing up. They're afraid of making a mistake. And my answer to them is always, look, if someone comes to you owing 75,000 bucks, they have four years of unfiled returns. They're being levied by their employer. There ain't nothing you could do to make that situation worse. Nothing. Okay, they're already screwed up. True, very true. <laughs> and it's such a small leap since you're already credentialed and you already know tax, it's really a, a small leap to learn the technical side of resolution. Yeah, yeah, well said, well said. Well, um, I learned a lot myself today. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, before we sign off though, uh, give us some final thoughts um, today. Really appreciate sure. this input. Sure, well, it's important uh, to at least be aware of tax resolution today because everyone listening, if you're in the tax business, 25% to one third of your clients are going to become, if not already, a tax problem resolution client due to the economic devastation of COVID-19. So uh, it, it, you really need to learn, in my opinion, how to handle these cases and more importantly, how to charge for them so that you can actually enjoy the work and make a lot of money and impact people's lives. You're basically saving someone's financial life when you're getting them uh, help from coming out you know, under the eight ball with the IRS. So it's important that uh, it's gonna be around for a while. And every democratic administration, you know, the IRS has decimated their budget over the last uh, 10 years. They've lost 20% of their headcount, they've lost budget. 
But every Democratic administration, going back to Clinton and under Obama, and it's going to happen under Biden, they mm -hmm. will they will beef up and give money to the IRS, and it's already underway. Chuck, Chuck Reddick, who's the IRS commissioner, spoke yesterday, and he's already predicting that they're going to be receiving uh, probably close to a billion dollars in additional funding in 2021, 2022, most of that going towards enforcement. Ooh, yeah, wow, that's a good little tidbit right there. Yeah, that, that's traditionally what happened, but it's gonna be, I mean, they, they printed a lot of money, yeah, so they, they're gonna be they, wanting right, it back. Now they, have to, now they have to pay that money, so they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna come over, they're gonna go to the American taxpayer and hit them over the head with a club as yeah, soon as yeah. this COVID-19, the, the further we get away from the pandemic and yeah. get back to normal, the IRS is going to come out like gangbusters. Oh, God. Absolutely. I agree with you spot on. Uh, but, uh, Michael, awesome. This is really, really good information you, that Chris. you provided to our, our audience today. And everybody, thank you for taking time out this morning for joining us. Uh, we're signing off now. We'll be uh, meeting with you guys soon in a couple of weeks um, for uh, some more information. Uh, but I know you got to get back to the season, so get back to work. Michael, thank you so much. It was awesome thank you, today. Chris. Thank you, Chris. Have a good day. Uh, you Take too. Care, Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.